Hello and welcome to the Divorced Advocates, where we help dads create a healthier and less traumatic divorce. My name is Jude Sandoval and I am your host. Today we are going to talk about mastering your emotions, but first I just wanted to remind you that the divorce quiz is still up on the website. Lots of men are going through that and we're having lots of conversations about uh, where they are at in the divorce process, whether you're going through it or post-divorce. The divorce quiz will help you kind of get a gauge on where you're at mentally, emotionally compared to others who have gone through divorce. So please check that out is a fantastic resource. All right. Now on that note of mentally and emotionally where we're at, Mastering your emotions. We've been talking quite a bit uh, over the past, well, actually forever about uh, how these emotions come up during divorce. And in the class that, uh, that I teach the Dad's Divorce uh, Blueprint, we talk in real specific detail about each of these emotions. But today I wanted to talk about 10 actions which will help you uh, to, to master your emotions. And these are 10 um, brief steps. Obviously, um, with the time that we've got, we're not going to go into real intimate detail like we do in the Dad's Divorce Blueprint class or in, in private coaching. But these are going to give you a really good uh, grasp on what to do and, and how to deal with uh, when those emotions come up. And so the, the, first, the first tip is tune in and tune out. You know, anytime your uh, emotions get the better of you, you tend to want to suppress what you're feeling. And hey, let's uh, let's face it: dealing with something that's intense can be can be rough. And who wants to who wants to deal with that kind of vulnerability, right? It's uh, it's it's uh, it's disconcerting. It's uh, uncomfortable. Uh, can be worrisome. Uh, so you know, the problem is is that it's not going to go away. You're not gonna, uh, you're not gonna be able to bury it, and you're not gonna be able to ignore it forever. It's gonna come back somehow. And so these suppressed emotions, oftentimes, what happens is they'll, they're not oftentimes, they they will always uh, manifest some other way, particularly in physical uh, ailments. Uh, you're likely to more to to get sick more often if you're pushing down these emotions and and feelings. Uh, rather than if you're willing to, to deal with them um, uh, openly. So, but, you know, tuning into the emotions can also mean tuning out all the distractions that you're using to, uh, to suppress them. So that's the tune out part. So tune into what you're feeling and the emotions that are coming out. Tune in to all these other things that, uh, that we might be doing in order to suppress them. So, you know, whether that's uh, um, too many video games or watching video games or drinking too much or doing drugs or, or whatever it might be, anything that's, uh, that's numbing those feelings and, and suppressing those feelings, you need to, to tune, out of, uh, tune out of those because, uh, you know, accepting what you feel uh, is, is the only way you're going to ever, ever, ever going to fully master your emotions. All right, step two, 
Roy Rogers, I, this is called Roy Rogers and you. <laughs> and if, if any of you are old, en uh, old enough to remember this, and I'm aging myself here, uh, Roy Rogers used, uh, had a horse called Trigger. Uh, who took them through some pretty wild adventures wherever they want, where, uh, wherever he wanted to go. Uh, and so, believe it or not, <laughs> you have a, a horse named Trigger also. And these, <laughs> except these, your your Trigger is not a horse. Uh, it's it's these these uh, these uh, emotions that are are pushing you in a new direction, whether you want to or not. So. You know, a, a trigger is something in your life and a reminder that can suddenly shove you emotionally in a new direction. It could be something like smelling oatmeal cookies baking as a trigger that might remind you of your grandma, which would be a good trigger, which might bring up a good emotion. Um, seeing somebody uh, argue uh, or a man and a woman argue on the street might trigger uh, a reminder of how your parents fought, which might be a, an uncomfortable uh, trigger that's not feeling quite as, as good. So if you want to take control of your emotions, you have to know what your triggers are and more importantly, why you have them. So only when you're armed with this information can you work past them and derail the emotional overload you never wanted in the first place. So be aware and pay attention. That's part of that tuning in in the, in the first uh, step that we talked about, or the, the, the first action that uh, we suggested, tune into what those triggers are and be aware of them. All right, number three, get off the merry-go-round. You have a thought, it might be bothering you, um, one which evo evokes a, a very strong emotional response. So you put it back in your head and then you revisit it and then you revisit it again and then you revisit it again and again and again and you know what i'm talking about it's that that ruminating brain thing that you you keep going over and over and over in your mind so does that sound familiar if you've ever overthought something to the to the point of working yourself into an emotional frenzy you know just how hard it can be to get off the merry-go-round the hard part we get stuck into this repetitive thinking for a reason when something disturbs us, we keep trying to process it all over again, hoping it might show us something different. That could be the ending, you know, the, the end of a, of a romantic relationship, the end of our marriage, a breakup, uh, the sudden loss of a loved one, all become fodder in the what could I have done differently playlist. So we go over and over in our head all the time, all the time. So what's the way out from the merry-go-round is remember you've been here before. Take one step back and break the overthinking spiral by refusing to think about it for a, a period of time. How long can that be or how long does that have to be? It can be even just a few minutes. So that doesn't mean that um, you're, um, you're going to go <laughs> play video games or drink or do something to bury uh, what it is that, that, might be, that might be on your mind. It just means that you are going to take a few minutes from thinking about that particular thing and get on uh, with your life to shift your thinking a little so you can get off that merry-go-round once and for all. And after a while, what you'll start seeing happen is that it will be extended periods of time before you start thinking 
about that particular uncomfortable, disturbing thought again. Okay, number four, dare to be self-aware. Have you ever considered that you might be getting it wrong? Now, what does that mean? When you become wrapped up in emotion, more often than not, you're basing your analysis on what you feel on the evidence before you. You try to figure out what you're feeling by your physical response. For example, you might interpret a racing heart coupled with an upset stomach, sweaty palms, and a twitch to move as fear. Sometimes you might not know what you're feeling at all. When you're in a new experience, you have to figure out where you are by the clues. You start asking, have I felt this way before? What was I doing at the time? What emotion was that? Now, at this point, we're just talking about being aware. By becoming more aware of yourself, you become more in tune emotionally. This, in turn, makes it easier to not only understand your emotions, but to control them. All you have to do is pay attention. So now this still, again, ties into to number one, but what it ties into is your uh, physical body as well. So pay attention to what may be going on as well, not just your thoughts, but might, what might be happening, happening uh, in your physiology. Okay, number five, talking to the voices in my head. And I don't know about you, but I talk to myself all day long. But when you are doing that, who do you hear when you talk to yourself? And this is a fantastic question because uh, if you're feeling on edge emotionally, it might have something to do with your self-talk, especially if you've been negative with yourself a lot lately. The problem is the voice in your head isn't always your own voice. You carry memories of what everyone you've ever met has said to you. Things repeated often become especially intense, more so when they're spoken by people who hold important roles in your life. And so if you're like me, there may have been um, uh, times in your life where you where something sticks, somebody says something to you that sticks. Now this can be positive and this can be negative. There have been people that have come in and out of my life, people that have said things that have been positive, that have positively influenced my life. There's also been a ton of people that have said things that have been negative that stick in your in your mind so paying attention to those voices when you're thinking about stuff as to whether or not yours are important so if you're speaking yourself in someone else's voice it might be time to just back off a little bit um, rework that dialogue and speak your truth about yourself focusing entirely on the, on the positive and tell the negative voices to take a hike. So if you've had an experience where somebody said something to you negatively and that that sticks, it could be something um, about you. It could be something about, um, uh, about a physical attribute. It could be something about who you are and something that has negatively stuck in your mind. All we're doing is we're rewiring ourselves to think positively about that. And when we do that, we are then back in control of our emotions and our life by rewiring our thought process. Okay, that was number five. Number six, grab the good stuff. What are you feeling right now? When you focus on your emotions, you can't help but classify them as good emotions or bad emotions. But in truth, 
emotions are just neutral. Um, for example, feeling fear can be good. It keeps us safe. So these emotions are, um, are come up in our body to help us to, to be aware of something. So in this circumstance or in this example, it's is telling us to, to beware of something that might be hurting us. Um, that also, uh, but if you become full of fear, you don't dare leave the house. You start thinking this emotion might be bad or it's uh, or at least bad for you or too much bad emotions could do a number on your emotional well-being or you might get stuck. And that's where you just, you know, if you're stuck in an emotion, then that becomes a problem. Uh, if you're feeling overwhelmed by emotions that, re that really aren't serving you or holding you back, it's time to change the focus. Step away from the bad emotions by focusing on the good ones. Now, the good ones can be gratitude, they can be love, they can be happiness. Fill your mind with these and your stress levels will drop and your world will be made right again. And so taking those emotions, again, we're, we're rewiring our brain to not focus on, on ones that may be um, challenging or are uncomfortable to us. Now, again, fear, something like that can be making us aware to something that we need to be paying attention. So just pay attention to what the emotion is. But if it's something that is not serving you, then move yourself into a into an emotion that does serve you something like gratitude. Gratitude is a great one. And um, one that I that is just worked wonders and anybody that I've ever talked to has works wonders with. If you can take a minute, if you're in an emotion that is challenging, an emotion that you've identified that is not serving you, sit and write a gratitude list. You can just write 10 things you're grateful for in that moment. You can even be grateful that you're having this emotion, right? So, um, and, and so you can, and we're going to talk in another step about, about doing this. So I'm not going to get too far down the road. Okay. Number seven, don't forget to breathe. Now, this is a really great practical application that I could probably use when I'm doing and recording this podcast because I start talking so fast. Just ah, take a breath. You know, life has a way of catching up, catching us up in heavy emotions, particularly when we're going through a challenging time like divorce. So sometimes we just get mad or sad or worried. Uh, depending on what's going around, uh, going on around us, and some, sometimes those emotions come on really, really strong. So, but you can break free from those emotions, and they say uh, the initial emotions just last. I think it's something like 19 seconds. So all you need to do is is work to regain your control. And there's a simple solution um, that works on your emotions, from anything to shame to anger to happiness to sadness. And, you know, I mean, sometimes if you're manic, uh, you know, you might want to just calm a little bit too. So, uh, and that is just breathing, learning to breathe, taking a few deep breaths where you focus everything. So you completely tune everything out. You focus your whole being on those breaths will interrupt that thought process. And it just jolts you out of that emotional cycle and if you do it like I'm going to I'm going to um, I'm going to give you an example of uh, right now, it's going to get you past those 19 seconds and you'll get through that emotion in and, and a simple breathing technique is take a deep breath in to the count of four. So you're just going to. 
just like that. And you're going to hold it for four seconds. You're just going to count 1001, 1002, 1003, 1004. And you're going to do that in your head. And then you're going to release it slowly out for four seconds. 1002, 1003, 1002, 1003, 1004. If I could count to four, that'd be so helpful. Uh, it's a prerequisite that you know how to count to four to do this exercise. Um, uh, anyway, so then you're going to, you're going to, you're going to repeat this four times. So that's going to be, you know, that you're going to be getting close to um close to a full minute so you'll be well past that 19 seconds that you need to get through that emotions and you know so by the time if you try this i promise by the time you get done with this you're gonna you're definitely uh, gonna feel a difference all right number eight no steps forward until you step back. So feel like you're uh, you're getting in too deep that your emotions are too intense you have uh, you have good cause then to protect yourself because these are coming up for a reason, especially if you're, uh, uh, if the feelings in charge are the negative ones. So too much worry, anxiety, anger, they can all derail your day and you may need to take a break. So to avoid these situations, it's essential to give yourself a timeout now and again. All right? And so here's an example. If you're always getting mad, when you're hanging around with a particular person, maybe it's better not to spend time with that person. So, um, you know, or, or here's another example. If you're watching the news and it makes you anxious, which I don't know about you, but it does me these days, all the negativity, and that's part of the design of news, either switching the channel to something else, uh, or turning it completely off, which I highly, highly recommend, is going to give you a break like that. Now, you might be saying, okay, well, that's contrary to what you're saying in the beginning, like avoidance might seem like a defeat. But consider this, sometimes we just need a breather from what's driving us crazy, so we can come back and try again later when we're more rested and ready to deal with a challenge. So, and just make sure that when you come back, you come back when you're not hungry or angry um, uh, or, or tired um, and, and, or, or, um, or lonely or sad, okay? Make sure that you're in a good mindset because um, you, know, you just need, you can always deal with stuff later, but you gotta make sure to come back later. You don't wanna do what we talked about in the beginning, which is just tuning out, and avoiding uh, whatever it is. Okay, number nine. Number nine is step away from the email. <laughs> Lately, uh, man, so it seems like, and I have mostly removed myself entirely from social media and uh, in the internet with the exception of these podcasts and, and the web and my website and the blogging and stuff like that. But it just seems like all anybody does on the internet is is bicker. And so if you tune in the, into the social media, everybody's at odds with everybody, everybody's furious, everybody's, you know, assured of how right they are and how wrong everybody else is. And it's enough to make you sick. And seriously, positively, it will make you sick if you stay mucked and mired and engaged in it. So 
Anytime you let your emotions get all wrought up, you will experience a physical effect on your body, like we said. And stress can make your stomach upset, give you headaches, leave you more, more susceptible to pain, raise your blood pressure. It could even cause a heart attack. So with all that going on, why put yourself into a situation where you're deliberately risking all this? Turn off the screens, limit your screen time, get off of social media, um, get off of any of your, your, your feeds and just take some time to do something that is going to help you to um, just tune into yourself. For me, that is... Um, for me, that's listening to, to classical music or any music. Music is a great elixir, um, something that, that can help, uh, help to calm you. Uh, it can be going for a walk. It can be doing something as opposed to looking at that social media and looking at something that is going to get you worked up. All right. And finally, it, uh, recharge your battery. So here's the thing. How many times are you going to exhaust yourself completely before you realize the cost of emotions which are out of control? And so let me just put this in two, in, in, um, two contexts also, because that's not just uh, uh, emotions that you might classify as negative or, or challenging, but anytime you let an emotion at all get out of, out of hand, you'll you're going to get fatigued and you're going to get tired. And so you know, th think about it in, in, in this way also. Um, if you had a, a party or you had a birthday party or had some sort of celebration, you were going all day and you're at this elevated emotional level, which was, which was a good elevated emotional level. But at the end of the day, you were just, oh my God, I'm exhausted. Well, that's the same as if you, you're this happening when you're in a stressful uh, uh, environment as well and, and you're exhausted as well. So your body just can't carry that much supercharged mental energy without having a break. So um, and, and, and you have control over whether you can or can't or do or don't pull your emotions back under control when you're worn out. So this is where self-care is critical and self-care really comes in. Uh, unless you can recharge your energy levels, you're never going to be able to address exactly what's going on emotionally. And that's, um, you know, that's when I, when I, when I say make sure that if you're hungry or, or uh, angry or lonely or, or um, tired or, 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 um, or sad, that you're, you're being aware of that and give yourself time. Take care of all of your basic needs, getting enough sleep, eating right exercising um, and, and, and taking care of your mental and, and emotional state like we talked about. And all this is going to help you get back on track. So then, then you can get your mind back on track. Because if you don't do this and all those previous nine steps, you're not tuned into. You're not tuned into to what's coming up. You're not tuning out all of the, the escapes. You're not going through the process. You're not aware to breathe. You're not aware of anything else that, that you need to do. So it is critically, critically important, and we've talked about it multiple, multiple times on the show, to number one, first thing that you do is take care of yourself. Now, I left that for the 10th one. Maybe I should have put that up, up front, but um, that is an absolute priority. You can't take care of anybody else. You can't take care of your kids during this process um, or anything else if you're not taking care of yourself first. So those are 10 action steps that you can take 
in order to uh, master your emotions during this challenging time. So if you don't remember all of those 10, don't worry. I'm going to put this up in a blog post on the website at thedivorcedadvocate.com, and you can reference it there, um, or feel free to um, click on the book a call at the website, and we can talk about uh, effective ways for you uh, to, to um, work through so, uh, one or more of these completely free. We'll take a half hour. We'll just talk about... Uh, uh, ways in which uh, I can help you or give you some more tips on, uh, on mastering your emotions. Thanks for listening today. I appreciate it. As always, if you found value in what's, uh, what you heard today, please like us, please subscribe, please share this with another uh, divorced dad that, uh, that you may know it could change his life. Thank you. Take care.